Welcome back to Run the Draw. It is, uh, this is episode four, recapping week four of the college football season, headed into week five. I'm your co-host, Chase, and I'm joined, as always, by our co-host, your co-host, my co-host, the people's co-host, Aaron. Hello. I, I like from, the people's co-host. Yeah, you like that? Let's stick with that. And I really like that. Uh, how's the weather in New Orleans? Is it, is it, uh, are you joining us from balmy New Orleans? Is it cooling off? How are we looking? Uh, it's real nice. It was, it's like still unbearably hot in the middle of the day, but now the mornings and evenings are like pretty much perfect. So I like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's great. Uh, run the draw this week and for the rest of the season. Is brought to you by Casa Sanchez. Guys, we have a real sponsor. Casa Sanchez Foods is known for their delicious tortilla chips and salsas and guacamoles. Family owned since 1924. Flavor out of this world. We're going to talk about the chips first this week. Hear the crispy crunch. Taste the delight that only stone ground corn can offer. Casa Sanchez delivers a variety of authentic tortilla chips that embrace the tradition of Mexico. Head on down to your local Whole Foods. Um, where else can you get these? Bevmo, Target. Visit CasaSanchezSF.com. Give them a follow on Twitter, at CasaSanchezSF. Um, Aaron, can you tell the folks how we got an actual sponsor? Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, somebody else made it happen. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the pod, Ross, tweeted at uh, Casa Sanchez and uh, agreed with our assessment last week uh, that the best thing I had to eat was Casa Sanchez chips and salsa. And um, Casa Sanchez helped us secure the bag. So we have been bought. We um, will say lots of dumb things on this podcast, but only good things about Casa Sanchez chips and salsas um, because they are sending us a payload of chips. Yeah. Also, I could so, I could hear your mouth watering uh, during that ad read. It was really good, right? Yeah, it was great. They actually didn't send us anything to read, so I just went to the website and thought I would read that. So, give them a follow at, at Casa Sanchez SF on Twitter and uh, tweet at them and say, "Hey, thanks. We're, I'm a listener of uh, I'm friend of the pod of Run the Draw, and um, really glad to see that you guys have linked up because uh, it's college football's only podcast that uh, will wrap up." A week of sports in under 20-ish minutes. Yeah. So let's start. Let's do that. Let's do that. Can I just lightning round recap what happened last week? Yeah. Because we've got a pretty lengthy stuff section. Yeah, we do. Let's do so, it. So Southern Cal knocks off Utah. Mm-hmm. Big win for the Trojans. Wisconsin crushes Michigan and has a running back that should be illegal. Although... He may have gotten hurt. Uh, Georgia wins a close one over Notre Dame. Notre Dame looked a lot better than I think most of us thought they would. So way to lose by a little bit. And Washington State uh, lost in a basketball game to UCLA. They combined for 130 points. And we're going to talk about that game later in the stuff section. That's most of the recap. Uh, Last piece of recap is South Carolina is really bad at football. Yeah. We lost to Mizzou by twice as much as we were supposed to. Correct. Um, yeah. I think Ryan Holinsky is hurt. 
Oh, really? He didn't look he didn't look not hurt. <laughs> well, the rumor on twitter.com going into the weekend was that he had an elbow injury. Okay. Um and then at the game they're like he's fine. And then he proceeded to like not throw that well for the first half. Yeah. Which makes me think there was an elbow injury. I mean, I don't know how things just get made up like that. Random elbow injury. Yeah, that's fair. Um so someone probably knew something and he probably felt his elbow probably felt weird. I don't know. I don't think it fucking matters. We didn't run the ball. Our defense looked bad. They had a hundred yard pick six. He threw the ball backwards into the end zone for a touchdown. It was a weird game and a sucky game. Yeah, this is um, uh, super. I feel super typical of um, the Gamecocks for, I mean, forever, really. Um, But I think we were all pretty optimistic after the, you know, fairly strong showing against Alabama um, and then just getting smoked by Mizzou. Um, so uh, pretty awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have much else to say except uh, this is, this is a, um, this is a Missouri team that lost to Wyoming to open up the year. Just FYI. So not, not a real powerhouse this year. No, this is super frustrating. Um, and it's good because I've, you know, I've got other hobbies. So it's good to be emotionally detached from the thing that I started the podcast yeah. over. Uh, Do you want to get into our stuff section? Because we're actually going to come back around. We're going to go the old reach around. Um, don't worry. That joke's been cleared by Casa Sanchez's PR team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's just... We're not even going to get the chips. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do the old wrap around, reach around and uh, talk about the Gamecocks again in our sad football section. Um, so we're going to gonna go in some stuff. Um, did you see Georgia Stadium? They had like neon red lights around the uh, the rim, the old rim of the stadium. And they turned off all the other lights. Did you see that? I did see this. And do you think this is because they wanted to do something before Alabama had done it? I don't know. Did Alabama plan this? So Alabama this? has installed a similar light system, ah. but they haven't played a night game yet. So they have not been able to use it yet. I think Kirby smart had maybe some insider information that checks out. Anyways, it looked really fucking cool. Um, it was like an NBA game. Yeah, it did. I think um, shout out to the UGA, whoever, I don't know what team, uh, team as in team of employees makes stuff like that happen. But, um, we're going, I I guarantee we're going to see that like pretty much everywhere in the next five years. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, so UCLA had a 32 point comeback, uh, against Washington state in that basketball scoring game. I mentioned earlier, um, third largest comeback in FBS football history. Pretty cool. Um, timely though, cause last week, uh, coach Leach talked a whole bunch of shit about <laughs> California not being able to clean up its streets, which I think is like throwing like, it's like a homeless insult. I think that's what that was. Um, he of course made these comments after he found, or like after the, the California government was like, Hey, you should play payer, pay players. And he's like, they can't even clean up the streets. Yeah. I just made him from West Virginia. But. It checks out. Uh, this was, 
You like Luke, though. What did you think of his take no. on this? This is like, a, he, he does kind of have like a tea party thing going. Yeah, yeah going he on. has that like really simple brain when it comes to politics where like <laughs> just just a mushy gray brain full of like shit he saw on Fox News or like, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I did used to love Leach. I have to say the article that uh, made me love him from now 2005 I guess it was always from 2005, but now 2005 is a very long time ago. Um, written by Michael Lewis. I thought it was incredible, um, but it's the shine just continues to come off of him for me personally. Um, I will say, you know what's kind of amazing about this comeback, though, is that unlike other comebacks of this magnitude, um, Washington State didn't really ever stop scoring either. Like, they didn't get shut out or anything, you know, in the second half. Um, in fact, I, th- I think they may have scored 28 points in the second half. So you lose by, th- you lose by <laughs> 32, you throw nine touchdowns, uh, and you score four of those in the second half and you still lose in the biggest or the third biggest comeback in uh, college football his- history. Pretty crazy. Um, this was exciting though. This is, uh, I kind of forgot for a second, but, uh, this UCLA team is coached by Chip Kelly, um, who, uh, at Oregon was known for scoring a ton of points. So it looks like, uh, <laughs> he's, he's kind of back. back. I mean, it, it, you know, it's easy to, uh, to do that against Washington state relatively. So, um, but anyway, fun, fun, crazy game. Um, California streets are wonderful. Um, everybody should move there. Yeah. Preach. Um, would you still take Leach as our coach? Political opinions aside. Oh God, no, absolutely not. Could you imagine? Oh, really? Can you imagine? Chip, uh, could you? Um, I'm Mr. Chip Kelly, who I would take. Um, could you <laughs> just imagine that combination of like South Carolina's awful luck, his like, you know, FoxNews.com political commentary, and just like I don't know. I just couldn't imagine like scoring 65 points against Alabama and then still fucking losing to Mizzou the next week. And then him being our coach. Like, no thanks. I, he, stri- he strikes me a little bit more as like an info wars guy. Yeah. He's, I think he, he's a, he's a, I think he was, but I think he's like mainstreamed in the past, you know, however long. Uh, Hail Pitt. Uh, Pitt hands UCF its first loss in 27 regular season games. Uh, UCF is like officially now part of the of um, the upper echelon of college football because they've now been disappointed by. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but really, uh, I, I'll, I'll, but we all lose. I'll be impressed. We've all lost. Now. I'll truly be impressed by their fan base if they still say they should make the playoff despite one loss. Because that is, that's how you know you've really made it. I mean, their strength of schedule is probably better than Clemson's. That's that's. Speaking true. of Clemson, did you see that? Did you see that fucking Clemson filmed a movie uh, during halftime of their game against Charlotte? <laughs> no. Did no. you see this? So Disney is like doing this movie about like a guy that played for them. Oh my God. It's actually a cool story. Um, 
It's a guy that played for him whose mom got like arrested for drugs and he adopted his younger brother so that his brother wouldn't go into the foster oh, care yeah, system. Yeah. And basically like, yeah. this is a cool story. I was back from when um, Clemson fucking sucked. So I, f- I felt fine having good feelings about this story. Um, so at halftime, they had an entire like 60 person all wearing Clemson uniforms run down the hill and slap the rock and do the whole thing. And the, uh, the crowd like was asked to like stay in their seats and like cheer along so that like it would look real. And then a huge film crew like runs out onto the field and they, they have like six minutes of filming taking place and they just tell the crowd, like keep fucking cheering. And, uh, they filmed a bunch of like football plays and stuff like that. But dude, like, could you imagine if Clemson lost to Charlotte and they fucking did this at halftime? <laughs> That would be great. Wouldn't um, that be awesome? That would be awesome. Did that happen? <sighs> no, they won. Uh-uh. Uh, what other stuff we got? You know who didn't win? I mean, fuck. I fucked that up. You know who did whoever, win? Whoever played Tulane? Whoever played Tulane fucking lost. Um, yeah, the city is still awash in uh, Green Wave. Um, I no, actually, it's just, well, it's like standing water. Oh, uh, tight. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, this was crazy. They uh, did the old, the old fake take a knee play, got like 20 to 30 yards out of that, and then just kind of threw a bomb that had no business turning into a touchdown at the last second, but, uh, but they did it. So uh, pretty fun ending. Yeah, the, the winning touchdown pass was thrown into triple coverage. So yeah, gotta, pretty sweet. Got to wrap up. Uh, roll wave, roll wave. Uh, Rutgers offensive line punches quarterback in the face, celebrating a touchdown. Have you seen the gif of this on Twitter? I did not see this. No, we will retweet it. There's really not much else to say other than that. <laughs> they're celebrating. And rather than like pick him up by the armpits or like slap his helmet, like good job. He literally just swings on him and the, the quarterback's helmet, like head, like snaps back. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a very Rutgers thing to do. Uh, BYU had a whiteout and, uh, there was this great shot on Twitter during a field goal attempt by the other team. Uh, cause their fucking field goal posts are also white. So like you just couldn't see anything. That's a good, and it makes me wonder why more teams don't do yeah. this. Why aren't we doing this? Um, also, do you know what color is a field goal post anyways is it that optical yellow color yeah i feel like, like the tennis ball yeah color? i feel like they're supposed to be the tennis the tennis ball yellow slash green what color are goalposts or it's like traffic the goalposts shall be that's high school rules wow there's lots of message boards about uh goalpost colors so i'm gonna go ahead and skip that topic <laughs> Uh, so App State beat the University of North Carolina in a football game this past weekend, uh, which gives South Carolina a transitive loss to the Mountaineers of App State, which is good because um, they play each other later in the year. And so South Carolina can have two losses to App State, a transitive loss and an actual loss. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, the old the old New Mexico State showdown. I don't know. It's not called that. Anyway, New Mexico State at New Mexico, 107 total points. Um, that's unusual because usually you see less points when you see New Mexico or New Mexico State playing. So 
how there has to be like a cool name to this um rivalry right and there's my dog i mean there's got to be a cool name right no (laughs) can we name it really quick man the only thing i know about new mexico is breaking bad and i don't think uh um What is the state who the land of enchantment? We should call this should be called like the battle for enchantment. So it actually does have a name. It's the Rio Grande rivalry. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, the, the, the fish of New Mexico is the Rio Grande uh-huh. cutthroat trout. So I feel like maybe we could use that. Just for the for the most cutthroatiest of the trout, it's like a big mouth, yeah, like a talking big mouth bass thing. Yeah, this trout does not fuck around. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if they did like remember that Billy Bass that would like sing on the wall? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like that, but it'll cut. It, it'll it, cut it was you. like that, but it but it had face tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> it's drinking Red Bull. Uh, it is transfer portal week, which means that um, we're almost in the fourth week of the season, which means that players can strangely choose to stop playing for their team and redshirt up until next week and transfer to a different team and play uh, play next year if it's an FCS team or city you're out. But they get to redshirt, so it doesn't count against them. So uh, Houston has lost their quarterback, or one of their quarterbacks. And as of today, South Carolina has lost uh, defensive player Jemias Williams to the transfer portal. Uh, Jemias was a four-star recruit and one of um, one of Muschamp's best recruits to start. Um, but he's kind of undersized and wasn't playing very well at safety, so... But he was still a four star, so it's kind of weird. Anyways, maybe your favorite team will also lose some players this week to the transfer portal. Well, it's time for um, another section of our show, a section we debuted last week. What did Hugh Freeze coach from? So, Aaron, what did Hugh Freeze coach from? He he's back. He stood. Oh, he's Hugh back. Freeze is back. His legs are functional enough to do his job. Is it safe to say he, he has risen? risen. He, he remains risen. Indeed. Um, we cheer for a risen coach, uh, Hugh Freeze. So that's probably the end of this section, unless uh, he re-aggravates the energy and uh, the energy, mm-hmm. the injury, and starts sitting again to coach. You think he misses it? Like the attention? Yes. He's a oh. fucking psychopath. Oh, for sure. No. Do you think he misses sitting at football games? <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Like, he's going to have like a low ankle sprain next week, but like, he's not limping. I can't he's believe not, he's, he's not limping, but he's still going to, he's just going to sit down the whole time. I can't believe he skipped the segue. That was a fucking miscalculation <laughs> on his part. Um, sad. Let's go to sad football. What's next? Sad football. All right. Sad football. Who gets fired first, Harbaugh or Muschamp? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Follow-up question. Would you trade Muschamp for Harbaugh or vice versa if you're a Michigan fan? 
So Harbaugh is definitely doing this, like doesn't win the big games thing. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on with them, but I feel like at least Harbaugh is probably just going to leave Michigan for the NFL. Maybe. I mean, whose buyout's bigger? Muschamp's buyout's like through the fucking oh, roof. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, I mean, should we be talking about firing Ray Tanner? You know, as people have said, uh, especially since that week one loss to uh, North Carolina, I I don't know. I don't think you fire Tanner. The women's basketball team's good. Yeah. If it weren't for that, yeah. though, he he wouldn't be looking too hard, Correct. right? Um, Welcome into Run the Administration, yeah. where we criticize university administrative hires. Um, I think Muschamp, I, I, I think so Musch, Muschamp's buyout is incredulous and I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, we knew the season was going to be rough and it's like, we're not even, we're not even winning the games that looked winnable. Um, and there's a lot of, yeah, but we should be, we should be three and one. Yeah. Not yeah. one and three. Um, and it's just again that we st- still still a lot of good teams left on the schedule. So uh, yeah, not looking good. I, I just don't have any faith. Must Must Champ can uh, right the ship. But how bad does it have to get for Must Champ to get fired? Real for real this season. I mean, we got Kentucky. We lose to Kentucky. We've lost Kentucky for four years. That's a loss. Who else do we have to lose to? App State. Like if we lose to App State, actually, he, really he could survive that. I mean, no, actually, no, he can't. So, can I mean, let's look at the schedule. Uh, we've got Kentucky, then we've got Georgia, then we got Florida, then we got Tennessee. Maybe we can win that. Uh, then we got Vandy. Maybe we can win that. App State, maybe. And then we have A and M. Nope. Clemson. Nope. Nope. So. Nope. So we're gonna win three games this I mean, season? If we, I, I think three of those are realistically, well, f- okay, four of them are realistically winnable. Kentucky, Tennessee, Vandy, uh, App State. And App State. So we're going to five games. No, I we're don't think that's the thing. I think we win maybe, I think we split those those <laughs> four winnable games. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So you think no chance he gets fired then? I, I just, I don't know how much money we have. Honestly, that's kind of all I care about. Yeah, that's a good point. Or all I think will matter at the end. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Utah State continues its winning ways, by the way. We forgot to give the Ags a shout out. 23 to 17 over San Diego State. Um, the Ags are 2 and 1 on the season with uh, one loss to Wake Forest by three, which is looking um, yeah. pretty decent because Wake Forest is undefeated. Um, picks. Um, I'm off right, picking. Picks. I'm not going to, I'm just going to do the opposite of what I think is correct at this point. So I went 0 and 4 last oh, week. Shit. So I'm 1 and 9 for the season. Um, I should be fired. Um, despite my buyout. Uh, you went 2 and 2 and you are 4 and 6 <laughs> for the season. Um, Let's start with number 21, Southern Cal at number 17, Washington. 
Uh, Washington is favored by nine and a half points. Who you got? I'm going to take Southern Cal, but I don't think they win. I just don't think this game is, I think this game's closer than nine and a half. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to take Southern Cal also. I, I, I actually think, I think they'll probably win this game. Um, okay. Up next, we've got, uh, number 18, Virginia Cavaliers. Look at the number. Look at Virginia ranked in the top 20. That bowl loss is looking better and better. Billy <laughs> Muschamp. Uh, they're going to number 10, Notre Dame. Uh, the fighting Irish are favored by 12. Who you got, um, I'm going to take the Cavs here. Um, I, I don't think they'll Ooh. win, but I think, I think they're going to keep it closer. I think Notre Dame is going to be a little beat up from that Georgia game. Big letdown. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take Notre Dame. I think they looked good against Georgia. And I think Virginia has got the benefit of a decent defense and a shitty ass schedule. So roll leprechauns. Um, next up, uh, Kentucky at South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina is fucking favored by two. Um, who, who you got? I, I I cannot imagine us being favored in any games for the rest of the season. I'm taking Kentucky. I, I mean, we're going to beat Kentucky for the first time in five seasons this year. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't feel like that's going to happen now. Doesn't feel like it's in the cards. Does it? Sure. Doesn't. Um, all right. We got a couple questions. We'll try and speed up here a little bit. Um, how did Arkansas lo- that's okay. lose to San Jose state? the laughing stock of the mountain West. Well, as someone uh, who asked this question, Oh, great, great question. That was OC bystanders. Oh, another uh, fellow, fellow podcasters. Oh, sweet. Shout out to those guys. Um, or gals. Over competitive podcast. (laughs) Um, so first of all, show some respect. I live in San Jose and the San Jose state Trojans are not to be trifled with. Um, I'm just kidding. Their team is really fucking bad. Um, but the reason that they, the laughing stock of the mountain West lost, uh, defeated Arkansas is because Arkansas is the laughing stock of the sec West. And I don't know that there's a big difference between the sec West and the mountain West. Um, other than that, it's just a generally more descriptive, name for a division of football uh yeah i agree with that i don't think i have uh anything to add okay uh at travis steven seven hits us with do you, what hits us with do you think this is coach booms last year as a gamecocks head coach uh yes oh I you do. do okay so we finally get some closure sure finally answering the tough questions sure. up there <laughs> what if i just said He's no i think around <laughs> uh you didn't answer that what do you think i don't think it is i think uh i think his buyout's too big honestly yeah his uh his contract extension was significant i don't have it in front of me but i, I think if he it's i mean it's like 20 something million if we fire him in the middle of the season it gets smaller after the season that's what she said but 
Um, I like that. But I still think he probably, <laughs> but I still think, uh, yeah, I just don't see it. I think he's got the administration sold. Yeah. And frankly, I'm actually bummed because I was, I was uh, optimistic on the Muschamp hire and I actually like him as a person. Like, I think he's a good, I think he's a good guy. I really do. Yeah. Um, so, so no, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. He just, he just, I don't know. All evidence points to um, he's not a great head football coach. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for this week. Do you want to wrap up with some uh, some food topics? Yes. Um, I had a bunch of crazy sushi last night. Ooh, um, so did I. In the, in the in the suburbs in Metri, um, and it was great. So it was funny. It was a place called Daiwa Sushi. Um, they they have an enormous menu, and most of it's really really moderately priced. Um, but then they also like fly in crazy shit from Japan that is less moderately priced um, and is very different from the rest of the menu. So um, I had two things. I had this raw scallop. But the scallop, mm. like they served it on the um, on the shell, but the shell was enormous. The shell was in like weird and thin. It was like it it looked like a giant it looked like a giant mussel shell more than a scallop shell. Oh. Um, it, it's called a pen shell scallop. Um, so that was good. And then they had some toro that mm. they seared real quick tataki style and they cold smoked it oh and it was so rich it kind of made my stomach turn for a second but in a in a like because my body was like are you eating are you eating butter right now aaron are you just (laughs) this is butter no bread there is that what's going on it's like no it's fish and and then it was all resolved but it was delicious so what about you awesome um, I had, uh, some sushi yesterday here in San Jose at a place called Sanraku. It's probably the higher, highest quality sushi in, uh, in San Jose in the South Bay area. Uh, and we had a black cod, uh, nigiri that was pretty incredible. Um, super buttery, just like you mentioned. Um, so that was really good. And... Uh, we were in San Diego before that for the weekend, and uh, I had a shrimp taco down in San Diego, and the shrimp taco was one of the best things I've ever eaten, honestly. It was really oh, wow. fucking good. Yeah. Um, so shout out to uh, fish that's not cooked and fish that's cooked in tacos. Sweet. Oh, wait. I have, I have more. I had a great drink. Oh, you did have a good drink. I had the Rebel Rebel from uh, Sylvain here in New Orleans, um, and it featured uh, St. Benevolent's Claren, uh, which I Ooh. think you've probably heard of. Um, some Aquavie, which is a Swedish uh, spirit. Uh, some carrot juice. Um, some coconut and some lime, and it was real good. Um, yeah, it looked you, real good. Yeah, it was tasty. You could you could really like taste the claren as it is, but it was also um I don't know, it was just really well balanced by the by the carrot um in particular. So I thought that was a, a really cool use of claren. 
Yeah, shout out to vegetable juice in cocktails. Yeah. Big fan. Well, that wraps up our show. Uh, they're getting longer each week, um, but uh, that's okay because we're here for it. Um, thanks again to our uh, first actual sponsor, Casa Sanchez. Log on to casasanchezsf.com and see where you can find their delicious chips and salsas. And uh, give them a tweet on Twitter at Casa Sanchez SF. Um, tell them thanks for the chips. Um, they haven't arrived yet, but we trust they will because we're good people. And um, we've been doing this for four seasons and have never had a real sponsor. So we'll take it. time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at run the draw. Uh, oh shit. We didn't tweet our password out. Oh, that's all right. Nobody noticed. <laughs> we didn't get any questions about it. So <laughs> anything else you have for the people? Uh, no, I think that's it. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and um, I hope that your team is better than South Carolina. Okay, bye.